light to be able to hear West singers actually together safely performing for us all. Good morning and welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. I am Karen Schofield Leica. My pronouns are per and pers, short for person, and I am the officiant this morning. Visitors from near and far, we especially welcome <laughs> you. We hope that you'll say hello in the chat and that you might send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, at maceot, that's M-A-C-E-O-T, at ethicalsociety.org. You can also fill out a connection form and someone will put that link in the chat. If you're visiting from another ethical society or another Unitarian Universalist congregation, you are welcome to extend those greetings in the chat as well. And I'll read a few of the greetings that did come in through chat already this morning. Good morning to Sue and to Rajesh. Joe asks if it's being recorded and it is indeed. And good morning also from Christine. So welcome to those folks and to all others who are watching via Zoom this morning and again later on the recording. Our chat will stay open through much of the platform service, closing for the address itself and then reopening. If you do not want to see the chat, this is a good time to minimize it. Closed captioning is also available for our Zoom participants and you can turn that on or off as you prefer. Each week, we read our statement of purpose as a reminder of our shared values. If you're interested in taking a turn to read the statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc readsop. Our reader this morning is Brian Holland, a member of the Lay Leadership Development Committee. I'll turn it over to Brian for our statement of purpose. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanist congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice crosses all borders. Thank you, Brian. And now if you have a candle at home, I invite you to light it now as Brian lights our candle in the hall and I share our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. This is a story that shows up in many forms in many lands. This version was adapted from a book by Heather Forrest with illustrations by Susan Gaber. Our stone soup players will, can now come forward 
and take their places. I don't know if the story happened exactly this way, but I do believe it's true. There was once a comfortable little village nestled in the mountains. The people who lived there had more than enough to keep themselves content. One day, two travelers came along. Their coats were tattered, their hats were torn, their dusty shoes had sole, holes in the soles. They were hungry and tired. Look at this neat little village. Surely someone here can spare a bit of food. They knocked boldly on a door. What do you want? Please, we are hungry. Do you care? Will you share? Do you have any food? No. The villagers slammed the door in their faces. Let's go a little bit further. Look, there is another door. They knocked, and a child answered. Good day. What do you want? Please, we are hungry. Do you care? Will you share? Do you have any food? There is no food here. The travelers wandered wearily through the village, knocking on every door. The cupboards are empty. There is no food. <sighs> Let us sit and rest by the way. There they at least have water. If there really is no food in this elegant little village, then the people who live here are in greater need than we are. We should make them our magical soup. Attention, villagers! We are master cooks. If anyone in this town has a big soup pot, we will make the most delicious soup everyone has ever seen. I love to eat. Here's a pot. Let's see what two master cooks can do. Ah, watch and see! The travelers filled the pot with cold water and built a fire. Soon the flames licked the sides of the pot and billows of steam rose into the air. Curious people began to gather. What is happening? We are making an unusual soup. It requires a special magical ingredient. I am certain we will find it in this town. All the eyes in the crowd watched as one of the travelers reached down and picked up an ordinary stone. He tossed it into the pot with a splash and a clang. We are making stone soup. It will be nutritious, delicious, incredible, and edible, but I would it would taste better if only we had a carrot. Now where would we find a carrot in this town? We knocked on every door and everywhere we heard there is no food. Then perhaps we cannot make the delicious soup after all. 
Oh, well, c'est la vie. I guess we cannot make the soup. I better put out the fire. Small carrot. Excellent. Bring what you've got. Put it in the pot. We're making stone soup. Ah. This magical soup would taste even better if we had a potato. Potato. Wonderful. Bring what you've got. Put it in the pot. We're making stone soup. Ah, our soup would taste even better if we just had a few more ingredients. Perhaps I could bring a green bean. I will not be outdone. I will bring an egg. Well, if you're going to bring a green bean, I will bring a kernel of corn. I have a tiny turnip. I'll bring a slice of celery. I'll bring a pinch of pepper. I'll bring a sprig of parsley. Well, what are you waiting for? Bring what you've got. Put it in the pot. We are making stone soup. Everyone in the town ran home to bring one small thing to put in the pot. Food flew through the air and landed with splashes and bangs in the growing soup. Soon, the huge pot was full and simmering. A wonderful smell drifted through the air. The smell was so tempting, people brought out bowls and spoons, chairs and tables to eat outdoors. They placed hearty loaves of bread, chunks of cheese, and bowls of fruit on the tablecloths. Marvelous flavor. Such incredible color. It's amazing. These two travelers made such a delicious soup out of a stone. Out of a stone and a magical ingredient. Sharing. We have got to be moving on. If anyone ever wants to make this soup again, just remember the recipe. Bring what you've got. Put it in the pot. Every bit counts. From the largest to the least, together we can celebrate a stone soup feast. Yum! <laughs> The end. As we move into the centering time of our platform, let's reflect on the gifts we bring. They may seem small, like a pinch of pepper, yet together we create beloved community a place of abundance and surprise and inclusion. Each week, we ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I am particularly mindful of all who are impacted by systemic racism and the deep flaws of our criminal justice system and those who struggle in the conflict between what is legal and what is just. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us.
Let us open our hearts to compassion to those who suffer. And let us commit ourselves to the work that calls for our love. As we continue our moment of mindfulness, I invite you to close your eyes or soften your gaze. Wherever you are, whenever you are hearing my words, be in that time and place. Take a moment to notice the feelings in your body, your posture, your connection with the floor, Notice your breath. Attend to the sensation of breathing in. Attend to the sensation of breathing out. Let's listen to these words by Naomi King. Every day we experience hunger and yearning for food, for approval, for respect, for love, for meaningful work, for any and enough work, for home, for family, for friends, for health, for healing, for hope, for the departed, for the newly arrived, for the green trees, for the cool, clean waters, for shade in the heat of the day, and for stars to light the velvet night. Every day we are invited anew to be thankful for food, for approval, for respect, for love, for meaningful work, for any and enough work, for home, for family, for friends, for health, for healing, for hope, for the departed, for the newly arrived, for the green trees, for the cool, clean waters, for shade in the heat of the day, and for stars to light the velvet night our hearts beating in liberating flight, we soar in gratitude for all the gifts we have in this day, in this lifetime of being, and turn again to share this bounty with all that is. With awareness of gratitude, with awareness of the opportunity for sharing, with awareness of this moment, we continue our meditation in silence and the music that follows.
My pronouns are they, them. I'm the interim leader here at the Washington Ethical Society. It's just a great day and a great weekend. And I'm so grateful for everyone who helped make today happen. And times have been hard. Over these last 18 months, some of us have picked up new activities or coping strategies to get through the day. Some of us have spent all of our energy on surviving and haven't been able to access coping strategies or do any new projects, and that is also real and common and not a character flaw. Baking sourdough bread has seemed popular in some circles. Some of my knitting and crocheting friends have been leaning into their fiber art. Some people read more novels, though I have have to confess that I found it difficult to concentrate on fiction. Something I have been doing is playing a video game called Stardew Valley. And when I'm done in my guard, with my chores in my real garden, or I don't have the energy to do anymore, I take 15 minutes to tend to the farm in the game. In the game, there are no crop-eating insects. You're prevented from accidentally planting crops out of season, and all you have to do to keep farm animals happy is feed them and pet them every day. Because it's a game, there are various challenges set up that earn the player different kinds of rewards. And one of the challenges is a summer feast in which your character is asked to bring something to what they call a potluck, but when you find out when you get there is actually a kind of stone soup. And if you bring something not so tasty and add it to the soup, the non-player characters are disappointed. And if you don't bring anything, the governor comments that the soup tastes like something is missing. And if you bring something from your farm that is really good, it's just the thing the soup needs, the governor is impressed, everybody is happy, and you get friendship points. 
A secret hint from me to you, I have found that one of the best reactions comes from giving high quality goat cheese. In real life, you can't always tell easily when our contributions matter. We don't always have clear instructions about what to put into the soup. It's hard to believe sometimes that we have something to give. In real life, we need to talk about our collective efforts because some of our neighbors would not enjoy soup made from goat cheese. And enormous soup pots do not clean themselves at the end of the feast. Of course, it's not literally always about the soup. Sometimes it is. We had a great time at Stone Soup to go yesterday. Thank you to the people who volunteered to cook, serve, and clean up. And thank you to everyone who came and helped make it a fun event. But usually, soup is a metaphor for something else, such as beloved community. The beloved community we co-create by making a place to hold our gifts and encouraging each other to give and to receive. Stone Soup is a popular story, and though it isn't always the center of an annual celebration, just about every clergy person or educator I know has presented this story at some point. Yet there are nuances, different things that we can bring out of the story that we need to hear at our own particular location in history. My friend Liz James made a point that was really helpful to me. She said, we're taught that this is a tale about tricking a meal out of selfish people. But I don't really think that's what happened. I mean, if someone asked me if I had a meal to share with them, and I only had half a teaspoon of salt or a few old vegetables that are always at the back of my fridge, I would say I couldn't help. I wouldn't be lying when I said I had nothing to give. I'd just be wrong. When we say that there's nothing we can do, we're not lying. That phone call we might make, the $5 we might donate, that quick email of encouragement we might send. These things feel so small that we think that they're the same as having nothing to offer. The Stone Soup story isn't about selfish people. It's about people who thought they were powerless. It's about people learning that they had something to offer that would feed themselves and each other. Well, Liz blew my mind with that. It's a subtle difference. The version of the story we used this morning suggests that the villagers' reluctance to share is about lack of caring. And maybe there are times we need to work on that as well. Yet at this point in history, I think that an overwhelming feeling of not having enough of not knowing how to share, not knowing if anything we do matters, is extremely relevant. The questions I want to explore with you today in light of the Stone Soup story are about giving and receiving, whose gifts matter, who is included among those who receive, whose gifts matter, yours, and yours, and yours. And the neighbor who's watching or listening or reading later. And the neighbor who is somewhere else in the West Meeting House right now, keeping this community going. 
and the neighbor whose gift is that they keep surviving in a world that dehumanizes them. And the neighbor who isn't sure how to re-enter this community after some time away. All of our gifts matter. That is, I hope, a clear message from the Stone Soup story. As I said when I quoted Rebecca Parker last week, you have gifts. And whatever you discover them to be, you face the question, what will you do with your gifts? Use them to bless the world. The travelers in the story have gifts too. They don't have material things to share, but they had an organizing principle, a way of evoking curiosity, a story that became a container into which people could imagine their gifts being channeled. The gift of being able to bring other gifts together cannot be underestimated, and it's one of the hardest things to do right now. There is no town square where we can call out to invite others to join us. Answering the door or an email is more than some people can bear to do. So it's hard to know what we're working with or how to combine gifts or how to elicit the best from each other. At our best, this is what communities like Wes can be, containers where people know they can share their gifts and combine them to bring love and justice into the world. And this pandemic has gotten in the way of our ability to do that. So if you have a gift that went unacknowledged in the past few months, I'm so sorry. And I hope we can talk about that. Communities like Wes can't use every ingredient every time, even high-quality goat cheese. Yet, when we show up for each other, at least we can acknowledge the dazzling beauty of the people around us. Organizing our gifts into the soup pot of beloved community is going to take more work as we figure out how to be who we are in this new world that's unfolding. So please do fill out the forms and let the staff know when the links are broken. Please do support members who are taking on new leadership roles. Please do talk to a committee leader or a staff member or someone from the Lay Leadership Development Committee about how to help create this container, this soup pot, this cauldron of transforming our gifts into love and justice. Another side to this equation is that we need to appreciate each other's gifts. Even when, and especially when, they don't look like ours. Whose contributions are worthy? Who counts as smart? Whose version of humanism is recognized as part of the broad network of traditions that affirm human worth and dignity? Many of us are worn thin, and so it is more difficult and more important to express gratitude and appreciation for the gifts of the people around us. Let's approach one another with curiosity and respect. Do bring what you've got and put it in the pot. And also thank the person next to you for doing the same. 
Similarly, we respect the inherent worth and dignity of all who would like to help eat the soup. At the beginning of the story, we get the sense that the villagers don't regard the travelers as worthy. Maybe the villagers recognize that they have something to share, and maybe they don't. But in either case, how do we treat the stranger? When did the travelers become worthy of inclusion? The social safety net, such as it is in this country, is designed to discourage people from accessing it. At every point in the process, there are hoops to jump through and dehumanizing encounters to live through in order to prove that people are worthy, deserving, and needful of basic human rights, such as food, housing, and medical care. It's a lot easier to be a major corporation getting a tax break than it is to apply for food aid or disability benefits or housing assistance. And that's why our partnership with organizations like Food Justice DMV, lowering the barriers to access community care, make a difference. It is humanist to rise up for humanization. And then there's the criminal legal system, making it clear whose lives are worth something and who can harm others with impunity. We can be hurt, disappointed, and discouraged when the system fails to hold someone who is white accountable for killing people who are gathered to declare that black lives matter, even if we're not surprised. So if a recent example of this brings you rage or frustration or inspiration to gather with others to grieve. Breathe. Feel your feelings. And then push. We can channel those things into change by organizing. The soup does not make itself. Waving signs is only a small part of what is needed. It's like a gateway drug to encounters for change. So go to meetings and help build power. Be part of the solution with community partners like Washington Interfaith Network and UUs for Social Justice. Bringing it back to the West community, we demonstrate the sincerity of our commitment to humanization, not just with friendly hellos, but with sustained efforts to notice and dismantle the barriers to inclusion keeping current on our training for anti-racism and anti-oppression, making plans to increase accessibility, collaborating on this project of becoming a hybrid community that's open to people who are homebound or otherwise need remote access, volunteering for SEEK so that there is a place for new families to land when they're ready to try something new with their children. All of these help keep our soup pot in the town square. All of these make the cauldron of beloved community available to anyone who wants to be part of a 21st century humanist congregation that builds relationships in the spirit of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. Metaphorically, we want to share our soup broadly. And also literally, we have so many leftovers, y'all. Please see Chef Jeff about that later, about getting your takeout container because there's plenty. 
The story of Stone Soup encourages each of us to remember that our gifts make a difference, that we can appreciate the gifts of our neighbors, and that we need unassuming things like stones and stories and soup pots to hold it all together. The story reminds us that many different kinds of contributions are needed and that our communities thrive when we lower the barriers to abundance, when we let love and justice pour past the false divisions between us. It's a good story. Let's hold its meaning past today, through the coming holiday season, and into the year ahead. May it be so. After some music, we'll have community sharing time. And when you can write into the Zoom chat or the comments of your watching later about what resonated with you today. In this time between, you might prepare for community sharing by reflecting on a personal experience or an activity at WES that illustrates the values we're lifting up today. As we contemplate, rest, and reflect, let us experience the beauty of the musical response. Oh. 
This is the time when we add our own voices to the morning, sharing our reflections on the platform or what resonates in our own lives. I invite you to share in the Zoom chat or in the comments if you are watching the recording later. And I'll read some of the things that have come in. Laura Steele says, what an amazing and wonderful gift this togetherness is. Our stage, our chorus, our ever-talented Perry. Huge thanks to all. Folks are liking these favorite songs. There's lots of nice commentary about that. Shayla Bokum says, love that metaphor, Lynn. Wes is the soup pot facilitating the sharing of gifts. While we give folks a chance to consider and share some more comments, we'll indeed comment on what a wonderful, it sounds like, time it was to get have a chance to gather literally for stone soup yesterday. It, was a beautiful smell. <laughs> Getting big thumbs up from folks in the room here who got to enjoy that opportunity and the, and the feast. Looking forward to my leftovers later today on stone soup itself. <laughs> Wonder if there are any folks here who would. Oh, oops. I only have the common one. One second. Great. Thank you so much, Lynn. So I will just remind folks that it works best if you share your comments with everyone, then it's easy for everyone to see them, including the officiant to read them. But thanks to help from Lynn. Um, share a, a comment. Um, Peter Bishop says, as a young humanist activist, I wrote my own humanist creed in 1980 and had it published in the humanist magazine. From that, I learned about the breadth of disagreements among humanists. I now think that thinking for ourselves is more important than any specific description of humanism. Trang says, what a wonderful stone soup celebration and a great platform. Katrina is commenting that indeed we are going to enjoy lots of leftovers in my household because we took a pot's full of leftovers with us. Paul Baker says, I admire Lynn's interpretation of the story and applaud the connection to current events. And so this is indeed a time to be both grateful and concerned and reflective to prepare for action. Trang says, special thanks to Jeff Mehal for taking the lead on making the soup. So yummy. A full round of applause from here. Oops, in the room. Katrina says, great being in the building again yesterday and seeing all of you. It was, it was exciting to walk up and see activity in the building and familiar faces gathered together with good safety protocols in place all at the same time. So just as we share our perspectives in the community, so too do we share our material gifts. Here at WES, we split the Sunday collection between our operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. We appreciate each person's generous giving as they are able. This month, half of the offering is dedicated to Food Justice DMV 
Food Justice DMV provides meals and essential products to 172,000 families, mainly undocumented neighbors who have less access to other kinds of food aid and COVID relief. The organization remains all volunteer. Our own Ross Wells has reminded us that Wes has been part of Food Justice DMV from the beginning, providing volunteers and funds to support our immigrant neighbors throughout the pandemic. The pandemic is not over and our help is still needed. On the slide, you'll see the number to give by text for today's collection, which is 202-335-1885. And you can also make a gift online through the donate button on our website at ethicalsociety.org. There'll also be a link in the chat for direct contributions. We will now receive your gifts and the gift of music. Thank you so much to the many people who helped create this morning's time together. Guest musician Akash Gandhi, our own Wes Chorus, and interim music coordinator Leah Morris. Thank you to our Stone Soup players, including Jeff Meehall and Maceo Thomas, Susanna Glenn, Carl Pfeiffer, Cersei Dakin, and Jasper Nam. Thank you to membership coordinator Maceo Thomas for that work as well. Thank you to slide artists John and Abby Dakin. Thank you to today's tech team, which includes John Pfeiffer, John Lika, Patrick McNeely, Kate Lang, and Denise Howell, because it does take a village. We want to say a special thank you to those who helped with the Stone Soup event yesterday. Primo chef Jeff Meehall. Uh, Betsy Klippel, who provided crucial transport for said chef, and also the folks that were here helping to prepare soup and, and prepare for distribution. Kate Lang, Christina Moncour, Denise Howell, Trang Duong, Abby Dakin, Joe London, and Mibi Luvalink. 
And also a special thanks to Lynn Cox, who brought fresh herbs and really enhanced our soup this year. Thank you to Robin Kravitz for communication support. And thanks to Kristen Hunter for hosting the virtual coffee hour, which will follow platform today. Thanks to those who are leading and supporting our work in the weeks to come. As always, this week has a variety of opportunities for West members and friends to connect virtually around shared interests and in support meetings and discussion groups. We hope you'll join us again next Sunday, November 28th, when our guest speaker will be Dr. Michael Franch, speaking on writing and rewriting the American story. And a few things to take note of in the days ahead. The Afghan welcome team will likely receive word soon about a match with a new neighbor family. In cooperation with Lutheran Social Services, Good Neighbors Partners Program, we will be mentoring a family over the coming year. Part of our commitment involves setting up a family's new apartment in the next month. Please check the news and notes email for the link to sign up to donate items for the new apartment or contact Kate Lang or Betsy Franz for more information. And there'll be some links in the chat to help with that. Seek teachers and volunteers are taking a holiday break next week. And then on December 5th, the pre-K to second grade class and the neighboring Faith's middle school class will meet during platform. OWL will also meet on December 5th, but later in the afternoon as scheduled. So please be sure that your family is registered and that you filled out the RSVP form for each class session. If you aren't already receiving the SEEK newsletter, please contact Indara Miles, and there'll be some links for that in the chat as well. Thank you to Business Administrator Tom Hutton for keeping our administrative operations running smoothly and consistently. Tom will be taking a well-deserved vacation, and so the office will be closed from November 23rd through November 30th. If you need assistance with making a pledge payment, reserving a meeting room at WES, sending mail to the office, or any other administrative matter, please be sure to either wrap that up tomorrow or hold off until December 1st. You can make your reservation to attend Platform in person now. Reservations are now open for dates in December. You will need to answer some health screening questions and to confirm your answers to those questions when you arrive on site. Check the West website or the weekly news and notes email for the link, and you can also check in the chat. We will continue to offer platform online. You can find the details for news and events on our website at ethicalsociety.org. We are nearing the end of platform. Whether you've been with us live on Zoom, as a volunteer in the hall, or later on the recording, thank you for being here with us. After the closing song and closing words, we'll end this particular webinar link and open a new Zoom meeting for virtual coffee hour. Now, let's enjoy a closing song from Interim Music Coordinator, Leah Morris. Just love's life like a girl when we feel 
keep danger queen See no stranger Those hopes screwed wither When we resist change Might we see no stranger We all share one history One common destiny One voice rings out in the dark See no stranger no stranger, see no stranger. If we all shared one mother of blue pearl in space, might we see no stranger? We love one another, could we share this place? reminders as we close. If you're new to our community, please send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, and introduce yourself. And his email and a link will be in the chat. To reach virtual coffee hour, point your browser to tiny.cc slash westcoffeehour. Thank you for being part of this experimental platform. Whether online or in person, we'll see you again soon. And now I invite you to join me in our closing words for the month. Let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment, remembering the past and preparing for the future in our quest for a better world. <laughs>